G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As the horizon for a federal election gets closer, we're reminded that there will be Christian parties who will be contesting seats all over Australia, and one of those is Australian Christians. Australian Christians frame their policies on Australian society's values shaped by our Judeo-Christian and biblical heritage. The candidates that stand for Australian Christians are committed Christians looking for opportunity to voice Christian values in campaign debates. Marika Gruenwald is the Western Australian State Director of Australian Christians and she's joining us. Marika, welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. Marika, give us a little reminder about the significance of Australian Christians. Uh, You've been functioning for about eight years and very strong in WA. Yeah, look, it's it's been an interesting one. And like I said, a week in politics is a lifetime. So it does seem that eight years does quite feel like several lifetimes. But yes, uh, we've been in WA for, like I mentioned, eight years now. And really for us, um, there is a focus, of course, on state elections, but really feel that federal elections give us an opportunity to talk about issues, bring certain issues to the forefront of people's conversations and minds. Um, and also use it as an opportunity to talk about things that, you know, perhaps some of the other major parties don't find quite sexy enough to sell during an election cycle. So we're very privileged in that, you know, the things around religious freedom, the euthanasia debate, the surrogacy issues, a lot of those core issues around pro-life conversations and families, they're the sorts of things we can spruik in a federal election, which is great. And I imagine that in the federal election, when you've got candidates who are standing, they'll be standing for upper house Senate seats. Uh, That would be the main focus? Yeah, look, and this is the interesting thing. With federal elections, of course, you've got your lead Senate candidates in the upper house, but you've also got your lower house seats, which are, there are about 16 electorates of those. And it's very important to make sure you kind of run a good grassroots campaign as well because all those electorates and all those people, um, they actually give Christians in those suburbs and communities the opportunity to vote for a Christian. So, yes, whilst it's very important to increase your vote in the upper house and the Senate, all the groundwork and all your lower house candidates actually push together in one direction uh, to increase that vote. So it is very important to run in the upper house Uh, but also have a lower house presence on the ground as well. I mentioned your strength in Western Australia, and of course there are Australian Christians in other states as well, and we'll focus on Western Australia because you're the Western Australian (laughs) leader there. Uh, But those foundations go quite deep in WA, and after eight years, I know that in the last state election you had quite a good showing. Yeah, we really did. And, you know, it's one of those things where we've always said, you know, God really is at the helm and we try and sort of lay it all down and go, Lord, you're at the helm of AC. And so I know that for us, 
there is a bit of a higher purpose in that the end game is always to, yes, get someone into parliament, but it's much more important for us to make sure that our roots really are set in a place, that we're committed to a place, um, and that we're actually committed to running in between election cycles. And, I mean, that's really the tricky part. It really tests your faith when you sort of go, all right, Lord, we've got a state election, you know, we need to find 60 candidates. You know, it costs a fair bit of money, as does federal elections. Um, but we're really lucky um, in that the candidates that are part of a team, they're committed, uh, they want to spruce Christian values for all families. Um, and so, yeah, I think having that, that result, especially in WA, we've seen our vote steadily increase over the years, and that's really encouraging. Um, our membership's increasing, which is really encouraging. So I suppose we're doing something right. We just need to be faithful with what we've been given, I think. It's probably a, a task for all of us. And there are some special things that a Christian political party majors on. And you yes. do have a foundation of economic policies, but yes. where Christian parties shine is yes. where you begin to engage uh, with developments yes. on the big ethical issues, and whether yes. they're state or federal issues. But uh, what ones have you been engaging with just of recent times? Yeah, look, in WA, there are a few hot-button things. At the moment, the Parliament's discussing, of course, the euthanasia legislation. So um, the End of Life Choices Committee has, has come together after a year of looking at euthanasia and what's happening in other jurisdictions to consider, yeah, whether WA is going to legalise it. We've also got the um, Human Reproductive Bill sitting in Parliament. Actually, I'm heading there uh, this week. So we've got that ongoing. Um, and that's sort of a bill that will see an amendment in the legislation that will allow same-sex male couples and single males uh, to have kids through surrogacy. So that's really a, a key one. And then, of course, we're also pushing in WA at the moment um, an inquiry into babies who are born alive um, and left to die after uh, abortion. So that's sort of another another one. Um, and again, all our policies around fighting for life, like you mentioned, um, and no other parties, unfortunately, other than a few few gems who are fighting the cause, uh, really won't touch it. So they're kind of the main things um, really happening in WA at the moment. And they're significant when it comes to those ethical issues where yeah. a Christian view on those really yeah. is so, so necessary in the debate. And with preferential yeah. voting, I always yeah. like to talk about this with Christian candidates, Christian parties, because <laughs> preferential voting gives Christians an opportunity to vote for a Christian voice and yeah. then direct their preferences to their favourite major party. And you do make yeah. a huge statement, don't you, voting for for a Christian party? Absolutely. You know, I have this conversation and question that sort of comes across all the time and it's always like, well, what's the point of voting for a minor party? Well, I guess in a sense, because the preferential system, if people vote for us first, it actually, like you mentioned, allows that preferences to end up with a candidate that we vetted in a major party that aligns with our values. So by voting for a minor party like Australian Christians first, they're actually saying, look, I'm voting as a Christian first. These are things that are my non-negotiables. So I'm making that, that decision to vote one for you guys. And then, of course, yes, Australian Christians have got uh, a range of candidates from different parties that do align 
with our values and then they will end up with those preferences should we not get in. So it actually strengthens their vote, voting for someone like AC first uh, rather than going for a major party and then unfortunately we don't benefit from that vote at all. Um, and very interesting, just as a side note, not a lot of people might know this, but it's very interesting when um, I guess the major parties look at who they you know, pre-select and put in different seats they actually have a look and see where the Christian vote is quite strong. And it almost, in a sense, forces their hand who they pre-select. So if we keep keeping these guys accountable and keep enforcing that these are the things that are important to that particular electorate, they're very careful who they field in those electorates. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we're actually so grateful to be a part of because we can actually make sure that there are good representatives in those electorates. Um, Even though it might not be an AC candidate, uh, we do really try and and keep these guys accountable in terms of who they pre-select in those seats. So as a Christian who is a voter, it's very easy to bypass the Christian party and just put a one, and it might be for the sake of uh, the ease of casting your vote, uh, of just putting it into one of the major parties. But you do make a powerful statement if you do put your one into the box for a Christian party. And as you say... As you say, when the next election Mm. rolls around, uh, there Mm -hmm. are those who are crunching the numbers and setting the policies that are looking at where the Christians put their votes. And that's why it's important to vote for a Christian party. Yeah, and I think, you know, with a lot of the stuff that's going on at the moment and just even this is sort of a national application too, but with a lot of the stuff around um, the birth certificates and the gender dysphoria and the transgender issue, a lot of these things and a lot of the balance to the conversation is happening because the Christians are speaking out. And, I mean, I often say to the guys, everything that uh, these organisations are putting out, like, you know, Family Voice and Australian Christian Lobby, our candidates are actually in a person to actually be sort of these soldiers on the ground to spruik what they're talking about. Um, so definitely we influence how these guys think about policy, uh, how they write policy. And of course, it's like anything. If we're not in the conversation, Neil, if we're not unashamedly a part of the conversation, it just creates another void for someone else to come and fill it. So it's really important for Christians to find their voice again and go, as a Christian, this is important to me. So I'm going to strengthen that and, you know, make sure my vote goes to the right place so that, of course, we can keep doing what we're doing. Marika, what's your take on the importance of this upcoming federal election? Uh, This one is uh, outstandingly important. Uh, What are your feelings about uh, the way we approach these things so seriously? Yeah, look... I suppose my heart really, and, and, you know, we can see it as Christians as well. You know, people people are lost. There are a lot of lost people and lonely people out there. And I suppose coming into the federal election by having, and I'm biased, but by having something like Australian Christians, you know, people really think about that. Like I had someone on a polling booth say to me last election, oh, You know, I'm not a Christian, but what you guys put on the back of your how to vote card about strengthening families, that's actually quite important to me. And so I think, you know, that's something heading into the election that's a bit of a point of difference for us. You know, we value the strength of family. We want to see families thrive and strong. And 
I guess a lot of the other parties often miss that. You know, you can sprinkle these policy positions and things, but at the end of the day, if a family is strong, if your community is strong, that just flows into so many other areas of policy. So I think this election is particularly important, especially because Labor has got such a strong platform on this gender stuff. We're just seeing young people just kind of losing a sense of who they are and really confused about who they are. Um, And so I think every election cycle is an opportunity to share with people, um, hey, these are our policies, but it's sort of the common denominator is hope and there is hope and you do have a strong identity and we do think about things differently because, you know, God calls us to be different and not of this world. So that's, yeah, that's a really important part of running in every election is, yes, we're spruiking different policies, but we also want to introduce people to, hey... Australian Christians, that word Christ, what does that actually mean? Um, And that's a pretty important thing to do. Well, Marika Gruenwald is the West Australian State Director of the Australian Christians Political Party. And uh, no doubt, Marika, you're Mm -hmm. looking for people who'll be supportive of your campaign. No doubt there's perhaps even still room for people to stand as candidates for you. And no doubt you have a (laughs) and you're likely to have a significant vetting process in that. Uh, But let me point people to the website where people can make contact. Contact with you. It's australianchristians.com.au. Australianchristians.com.au. Marika, the Western Australian State Director, Australian Christians, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Oh, I've loved it, Neil. Thank you so much for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.